Welcome back, no means nerds. No means and nothing, no means no nicks. To the No need. Means No Thing podcast. The podcast Hi. where three absolute fucking idiots do their very, very best to find the very, very best No Means No song of all time. And spoilers, there isn't one. Hmm. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew. Hello. I'm in my garage. And I have an air conditioner. Right. And I have central air in the house, and I'm down in the basement in my bedroom. Fuck you. Oh, and my name's Michelle. (laughs) I'm up here sweating in my goddamn... Oh, honey, come over. Yeah, I'll just pop on the plane. Anyway, here we are, folks. We're back. And hey, look at this. Three episodes in a row. Kind of one fake episode in there. But it's still, it hasn't been like a six-week break. So, you know, dancing in the streets, the bells are ringing. I did have Um, a pretty good reason for postponing last week. (laughs) Oh, we did. Did we postpone last week? We posted yeah. a recording. Well, no, yeah, our of, recording, but because yeah, be. we have a climate refugee at our house. Um, I, right. Oh no, but yes. but that wasn't a postpone of the show. That was just a postpone of recording. our recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're still making it. We're still making it out there, a folks. Climate refugee. That's a yeah, man. Going to be I a mean, new term. There's a lot of you out there, and Matthew's kind of right on in the, I guess on the periphery of it, but to me, right in the thick of it. This is you know. There, there have been listeners who's posted. I wish I could remember the name of the person right now, and I'm really sorry I can't. Uh, dude got who had to, yeah. yeah, who had to evacuate and then managed to snag oh, all of their oh no means God, no shit before they left. You know, that? priorities. I, I got a solution yeah. on that. But, um, mm. To anybody affected by this shit, fuck. Fucking hell. Whether it be Hawaii, we do have some listeners in Hawaii, especially up in BC where there's just fucking, I don't know, man. It's, yep. uh, space lasers all over the place. Setting my sister-in-law is from uh, Yellowknife, um, is the capital of Northwest Territories, and uh, yeah, it is imperiled by fire. Currently, city of I think twenty-three thousand is uh, evacuated. It's, oh wow! It's Jesus. Up, yeah. Jesus Christ! Well, well I'm I, glad she had a place to come. That's for sure. Yeah, and her three cats. It. This just <laughs> feels like the new normal in a way, uh, uh-huh. which is not great. No, it's not great. But here we are, everybody. So let's uh, let's get out our fiddles and do a little fiddling and dancing while the world burns, I think. And uh, talk about what we're drinking, because God knows that's the most important thing. And, uh, you know, you all know what I'm drinking. I'm drinking whiskey. And tonight I really fucking want it. And it's nice and cold. I had some ice cubes in there, which are melted. But it's oh, it's cold. It's got condensation. feels good on my skin. I'm rubbing it all over my body. Okay, easy, easy. Back up. Uh, Back yeah. up to the top there. Um, so... Let's go ahead and hear what Michelle is. Uh. I have my trusty pint glass, and I I am opening up. Oh, that's nice. Very, very nice. I, I kind of like that, too. Yeah, that's a good one. This is a bonafide Guinness. Nice I'm going to have basic. two, and I brought, a, I brought a fake one down, too. Fake Guinness. You brought your lunch. Uh, Matthew, what about you? What you got? I got, I can't remember whether I, uh, I've discovered this thing. I've been still, I'm still on the wagon or not, not, not drinking alcohol, whatever, like off the wagon, on the wagon, whichever oh means I'm not drinking. Um, yeah, this is a Zeringa. It's a German, uh, Radler. Uh, it is, uh, so Radler is just like lager mixed with fruit juice. Generally it's like, um, uh, citrus juice so lemon or grapefruit this is elderberry and it is fucking delicious oh, nice um, i don't know 
Uh, it tastes to me like uh, the black uh, wine gum, which is uh, <laughs> wine gums. Wine gum? oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, you're Americans. Um, no, wine gums are a uh, British and Canadian and probably Australian New Zealand uh, confection. It's kind of like a very firm jujube kind of thing. Uh, and it's got um, various flavors. And the black one, I right. believe, is supposed to be black currant, which is a more common flavor oh. in Europe. Uh, and that is what <laughs> this your face. elderberry rattler tastes like to me. It's like the uh, refreshing, refreshing beer-like version of uh, the black currant flavored wine gum. You have spun a series of similes and uh, analogies about how something tastes, none of which I have any relationship to. I absolutely love that. Can't how about that pink can, though? Did you get that at the Barbie movie? Did the Brits can here? know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right, guys? Good for them. The ignorant don't. <laughs> they do. They're all shouting, yeah, all right, mate. All right. Now, that's uh, an offensive Australian. Accent. Uh, okay, well, listen, guys, at home, if you've got them, pop them open. Drink them. What are you drinking? Drink, you got beer? What's that, a beer? Show us your beer. Oh, nice one. How about you? You got some uh, some whiskey? Oh, there's Teddy on his walk, taking a beer. We're in your dens. Yeah. So uh, we, we hope you'll settle in and, and listen to this episode with us. We got, I don't know, man. We got we got four songs for you today. <laughs> I, I'm going to uh, be honest. This is I don't one know of if we episodes. do. <laughs> This is one of those episodes where, like, oh, we rolled on. the dice, and I'm like, "Wait, are these did, are these did this, these songs really make it through? Like, are you these guys? Like, you guys what? are totally looking at what? it the wrong way. Just, I guess, just but stop. I, I mean, it's all going to be good. Whatever. Shame but on you. Fuck, man. I, I, I guess no. we're getting them out of the way. The th- I'll tell you what does kind of bum me out, and I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll say, not bum me out. <laughs> I'll, I'll put my stake in this. None of these songs deserve to go through the next round. They just don't. I'm sorry. Are, they don't. About all four of them? Did you just all, say all, that? Did you just say that? I did. I don't think any of these deserve to go through. And so I'm not saying they're bad, but I don't think they deserve to be in round three. Uh, One of them does. It's a little disappointing that two of them have to go into round three. But here we go. Good. I'm going to hope you're fighting me on it. And tell me why I'm wrong. Oh, my God. I'll come down there. I will come down there. We're going to start with our first first pairing. And um, Matthew will go first on this one once uh, we tell everyone what they are. So the infamous... The the oh, famous, the infamous scientist, uh, Baldwing must die mm. off of Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong, yeah. one down and two to go, uh, but actually from like a 79 or 80 home recording, which uh, it, this one against disappear in episode <laughs> two in one of the most <laughs> stupid fucking decisions this podcast has ever made. I guess you can guess how the vote oh, went God. down on this one. Still can't fucking believe you absolute idiots voted no. for Baldwin. So I'm looking forward to hearing why Baldwin still holds up. It's a great song, but there we go. Anyway, it's going up against Life in Hell. Yeah. Off of the power of positive yeah, thinking, is. but also the wrong CD, uh, 1990. <laughs> um, and Life in Hell is actually a people's choice. It yeah. lost against Valley of the Blind. In episode mm, shame four, on you, which I I probably would still vote that way, but that would, it's a tough one. It's not nope. a it's not nope. a given, but I I nope. do think I would still vote for Valley of the Blind mm. over Life in Hell. Yeah. All right. Well, we so all know anyway, who didn't. Yeah, I do. So we've got Baldwin <laughs> Must Die versus Life in Hell, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna hunker down in our bunker 
uh, slather and listen our for the distant sounds in... of people preparing to get very very angry very very angry we're going to slather our genitals in hair removal cream for our new business called Baldwing and uh, oh, let's, God. Just, let's listen to a little bit of this <laughs> whose wang is the baldest <laughs> Difficult to compare somehow for some reason. <laughs> a little bit. Hmm. Okay. Um, Baldwing Must Die is. Uh, it's a is good it, song. Yes, it's an excellent <laughs> song, but sometimes it's not a song. <laughs> so I, I think maybe it has transcended songiness to become a state of mind. <laughs> hey, that's interesting L. to me. That's right. Um, <laughs> in, in so saying, I say this, the song writing, it was not written as it maybe sort of drifted uh, into various people's psyches from somewhere um, because uh, it is not just a no means no song. It is covered by no means no. It's I don't. I think maybe they're all covers, and nobody knows who was the original. Was. But the <laughs> infamous scientists, the showbiz giants, all the various no means no permutations, including um, uh, various Victoria bands. I think Pink Steel did it, and uh, our listener Jason Beers created his own yeah. version of uh, Baldwin. That's right. So you see what I mean? Stamp it is of approval. It, it is it is viral. I think the it lyrics has a stamp of approval. The lyrics and the, match the music perfectly because um, it is exactly how you feel uh, when you listen to it. It causes <laughs> you, your, your feelings and it causes you to want Baldwin to die. Um, oh, and I think the performance is, is absolutely 
stellar. Um, yeah. Any band who performs it, it is super excellent. Um, Life in Hell. Um, I like the structure and the contrast. Um, it is a very no means no way song. Um, it, it's sort of interesting how much it bounced around, um, being that you know it was on um, Power Power is a Positive Thinking. I think this song, it it's sort of like like a steel ball seeking a little depression into which to settle. Um, never really quite found it. Um, I mean, they, they, they sort of tacked it, tacked it onto, I like the fact that it's last on the power of positive thinking. Yeah. And right. Maybe it's on its own side. Um, but then it's not last on wrong. It's penultimate, no. um, which, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the lyrics, you know, you look at these lyrics and I don't understand why people get so upset about hunt the she beast because they're similar in a lot of ways. Um, seems pretty. Yeah. Talking about the JJ sex, sex forward, um, mixed with violence, mixed with philosophy. Um, the vocals, uh, Rob is fucking incredible. He just goes through his yeah. entire range from full throated, um, you know, open glottis Rob glottis. to like snarling. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the lyrics really do match. Um, th- this is sort of one of their, uh, mythology episodes in a way, in terms of the, it does actually convey visual stuff to me, like this lurching muddy mm-hmm. sound makes, creates yeah. a, a dark lurching mm-hmm. muddy yeah. world. Um, and uh, it's interesting, like, he is addressing somebody, but it's hard to tell whether it's an admonishment or an observation. Maybe both. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it makes me think that, I mean, it's, it seems like a Rob song to me, that maybe he was frustrated by a woman. Um of his acquaintance i don't know the whole story but uh that he just wishes that she would figure out what's best for her something like that you're talking about baldwin right yes obviously it's clearly michelle jesus christ um highlights uh from baldwin i just love the creeping tentacles of the song it can be anything it is the play-doh it is the plasticine of songs Mm. Um, and it, uh, as I said, it's not a song, but a state of mind. <laughs> um, and I wish that, uh, I, I love the fact that it's completely inconsistent except for one thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's the lyric, the only lyric that it has. <laughs> Between the versions you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, part things that highlights for uh, life in hell for me. Um, I, I love the where everything stops except the drums right before the, the red nail right. and red shame. <laughs> oh so man. Incredible. And then the Bring screaming it. guitar. I mean, it's really like a, it reminds me of that screaming for vengeance album cover of uh, Judas priest with like, so biomechanical Eagle swooping. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. uh, that's what the sound of the guitar to me somehow. Um, and then uh, I love R- Rob's voice where he is just putting so much oomph into it. Woman world in one complete. It's, it's almost like a. That's so good. It's, it's almost like not language. It's like a, a, a yell, a yelp as. Uh, a yelp. 
what what poet said that about the the yop? Was it Allen Ginsberg? Anyway, not Marina um, Bell. Okay, Shel Silverstein. Could, it sounds <laughs> like it could be. Um, I, I, I like and this song has not risen in my estimation as some have because it was never a standout for me, but it's definitely it's definitely come up in my estimation quite a bit. Um, uh, the one thing that I don't like about it is uh, that it they they couldn't figure out where where it should be. I don't like where it is on wrong. I would always it's, it was skippable because of where it was on wrong for me. Um, and I might have liked it more in a different position if they'd found. I mean, it definitely fits in. It sounds like it was in, recorded in the wrong sessions. It sounds like wrong, but um, maybe someplace else in the track order made it might have made me i mean not to say that i want to mess with the track order and wrong but i might li- liked it better if it weren't where it was um because mm. i do like it on blast on the power positive thinking on its own side like that um, anyway huh All if right. they'd switched it with i am wrong maybe that would i I almost think if you put it before All Lies and then let All Lies and I Am Wrong be the end of the album, mm. I think to me that would have been a better one oh, to punch. Oh, that's interesting. To have yeah, this yeah, song yeah. come after Ono Bruno would have been like a, a, a nice into arc into the darker, like mm-hmm. lower, uh, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But we'll never well, know. That's um, that's what I got. All right, Michelle. Oh, wow. I'm going to take some piss here. Okay, so both songs start out kind of soft and creep up on you, don't they? Mm. Baldwang is Devo and Eno to me, and Life in Hell is uh Uh-Oh and No Means No. (laughs) I appreciate the cool, uneasy, and weirdness of Baldwang, and I still stick by my decision when I picked it. (laughs) In contrast, Life in Hell takes out the weirdness and unease and replaces it with ferocious intensity and attitude. Didn't we find out from Andy that they played the intro this way? Was this the one that they played the, 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 the creeping up sound? There, there's a couple of songs that, 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 that start out quiet and build up pretty immediately. But what do you mean they played it this way? In what sense? They they played it very quietly. And oh, yeah, on stage you mean? Like intense. when they would do it live? Yeah. No, like in the recording. Like oh, they played oh, it maybe. like that. It wasn't it wasn't any uh, knob twiddling that that hmm. that happened when Just when they, they did this. It it might be this or it might be another one, but anyway. No, I think you're uh, right. And the only way I could say that is I've heard the demo of this song and it's oh. very much that. Like it's very uh, yeah. clearly like played quiet yeah. and okay. then they go into it. So uh, I think you're right. Okay, so like how much weight does that have in it? A, a, a lot for me because it's so intriguing and cool. Um, this song and the intro to it is some of the most compelling and exciting music they ever wrote and performed. Mm. And I'm saying that with all capital letters, gents. Googly eyes. Yeah, no, I didn't write any googly eyes, but I think no. my words pretty much say that I've got some. Uh it instantaneously creates this fierce onslaught and you can't help but pay attention in disbelief at both the lyrics and the musicianship. Funny enough with the lyrics, I probably do know them. I know all of the ones in Baldwang and I actually know <laughs> most of from life. Uh, I most, I know most of the ones from life and hell. Nice. The music goes very much in what, what they're playing in with the instruments and stuff. And, and it's, Oh God. The lyrics are in tandem with the riffs, and they are their own instrument. 
in the delivery. Baldwin has quite the soft spot with me because it's so damn quirky and weird and even ghost-like. I'm wondering how much of it was stemmed from farting around or if it was always an intentional and bona fide piece to begin with. I love the eclecticness and unease of it. Life in Hell is in my top list of songs they ever had mm. played. Some of the highlights are the intro. And right after that, the colossal floor tom work John is doing. Mm. Uh, I'm going to pause here. Like, I, you know, when I fell in love with this band, it was Rob, Rob, Rob. And then I was kind of like Andy, Andy, Andy. And then then fucking John. His playing in this is unreal, exciting, and and, and immense. Especially, like, the choice of using the ride symbol. Oh, God, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. Yes. It's so fucking yeah. good. Oh my yeah. god. He didn't use and how that he fucking China he, symbol. He used the ride symbol. And how he doesn't write it on the first uh, f- first measure. He waits to the second yeah. measure to come in, and that just fucking makes it. It just I know. makes it. I god, know. It's so good. I know. And oh, thank you so for good. for hearing that too, because I just it really god stuck after out to so me many time. years. You got to if you just to listen to John, you're gonna shit. Mm, yeah. uh, and there's also um, he does the slap of the hi hat that's in the middle of the phrases. It's not at the end of the phrase, but he I, I can't think of the words in this or whatever the lyrics are. But there's I love how he sneaks in a little hi hat in there. Rob singing in this is top shelf, and the use of harmonics as or harmonies, I mean, is as twisted and angular as they get. It's so well crafted, and once again blows your mind enough to not know who to pay attention to the drum break in this the drum break in this in the middle is perfectly played john's or it syncs up john with the bass and vocals and slowly turns up the heat andy's guitar jolts add tritones again those that interval Mm. that adds a lot of anxiety to the to the middle and it's intention it's intensifies and and I can't read my words because of the damn fucking light in here. Intensifies things by playing those chords even louder and longer. He, he he doesn't change the guitar chord. He just brings. He just plays it consistently and louder. The red nail, red shame. I think that's what they're saying. Red uh-huh. nail, red yep. shame. Part is the climax of the song. It perfectly joins the theme. That oh, goddamn. It just joins that perfect beginning where it just started off. This is epic songwriting. My favorite lyrics are foolish girl and swelling woman. I goddamn love that. You talk about Rob writing poetry. Yeah. That every single word in that one is just heavy. It's fucking great. I, oh, there he is. Great. Great. Oh, coming here for the lay down. Oh, all right. The cervix of your inner son. I love that word cervix in there, which is the lady's part kind of in the lyrics for, you know, whatever you can talk about it, Jordan, uh, which burns stronger section. The lyrics are so good. And I love the stupid ah, at the end. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. think, I think that's Rob. He does yep. that. All right. That, 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 I always that, wanted to go perfect. into where is my mind by the pixies. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be a great. Uh, someone should. Uh, yeah, someone mash. Should do that. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, right. so that's that's my first section's thoughts. Nice. Oh, um, there comes Griggs. There comes Griggs. What's wrong with you? He's ready. What's wrong with you? Just bring him. Show him my face. He'll run away. All right. Um, <laughs> no. All right. So it's really hard to compare these songs. So Baldwing. Yeah, Baldwing. This time around, it really made me feel like it was a a perfect soundtrack for like the really bad part of a 
really deep Hunter S. Thompson trip. Like the mm. guy just took like 50 drugs too many and is sitting there with his lawyer and just fucking everything's going wrong. And this is a song that's going to start playing on the jukebox in the middle of some fucking ta- bumfuck town in the yeah. middle of Las Vegas, Nevada. Sounds or something. good. And I, I mean, it is, it's it's a fever dream. This song, everything about it is bizarre and and or like gets a in the back of your Lynch movie. Or Lynch. <laughs> uh, let's not let's not uh, spoil the upcoming uh, uh, revelries. But it's true. It is kind of like a Lynch song, very much so. Um, and yeah, I mean, I love the way that the lyrics start coming in like incomprehensibly. It's it like you can't hear the first Baldwin. You just hear the. Must I? And then it's like <laughs> fades in with the. It's just, I mean, production wise, it's a work of art in its own way. It's really just fucking bizarre. Well, is it a song? I don't know. I mean, it is yes. technically, but should it have beat disappear? No, it's it should state have. of mind. I mean, I, I still can't get behind that. I enjoy it, but I don't know, man. It's, I, there's not much else to say about it other than like it's a really interesting, great fucking experiment that clearly struck a nerve in the sense of becoming a urban myth as it deservedly should, but it's against life in hell, which fucking slaps. This song slaps the song yep. fucking life in hell slaps, man. Um, slaps. I love this song. I really do. And you know, I, I, Matthew, in terms of the lyrics, I, I, I had, and I think even the last time I talked about it, I talked about it much in much the way that you did, and I, and I felt that way about it. I really now this time, for some reason, very solidly felt like this was Mister Wrong in his priest mode as the as the man of authority wearing the collar, berating a young woman for having sexuality. It really felt like the lyrics of like. Which birds, uh, I mean, like uh, uh, red nail and red shame, the red nail is fucking Christ's nail, right? Like that's which burns stronger, either the red nail of Christ's sacrifice or no, your it's burning a, it's shame. No, fingernails. No, I don't think so. And I think oh. like, I, I think the, it's very much like you're letting this guy send you to hell. What's more important? You fucking like li- giving yourself to this man or your eternal fucking soul. Even the end, like. Uh, the glowing sun or fiery hell. I know it's written S U N. I get that, but it also reads very much like the glowing sun S O N, son of God. Yeah. There's yep. just this very much to me, and and just uh, even the the chorus, life in hell. That's the mm. that's the sticking point. Like you're going to fucking hell for letting this guy stick his cock in you. Like what are you doing? <laughs> What's more that's important, your eternal soul? But yeah, it did. It's the other red nail. So. I could not yeah. hear it this time, other than it being Mr. Wrong in his in his uh, jackbooted priest outfit, just fucking berating it. And in that way, it is very sex positive because it's it's throwing the to me still, even if I'm reading it this way, because it's it's a total send up of the ridiculousness of that. Because it does sacralize her. It does show the 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 kind of e- the eternal feminine in a way of of being a woman and how almost ridiculous the male side of this all is but there's so much in it that feels like a you're gonna fucking burn in hell for this one stupid <laughs> little choice you made you know like foolish girl and swelling woman oh, here's God, a blunt knife for your bosom right. here's the devil's hand to shake like all of come on tell me that's fucking catholic shame devil guilt imagery there's nothing positive in that and he's saying it so loud and his delivery is so passionate in that oh Mr. God. Wrong way. So I can't hear this anymore now without just picturing 
Rob the priest berating the the poor Catholic girl for getting pregnant and letting someone knock her up. Um, letting yeah, someone knock her up. And, and but I'm not saying that's right. No, no, but that's I, I the, know, that's I know. the position of the <laughs> of the right. asshole priest. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the the way it's the I mean, just that fucking start like you were talking about Michelle. Oh. and then it's just so Jesus fucking Christ hard and fast and it's tight. so good. The and as I've said in many, many, many songs, when I listen to these more, because like you, Michelle, it was like, oh, listen to Rob. Oh my God. When yeah. I first started listening, oh, listen mm-hmm. to Andy. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but for me, the, doing this podcast and really listening to the songs, it's like, holy fuck, John. That guy I know. is the absolute star of this band by like yeah. eight million miles. The drumming on this song is I know. insane. It, it is, is so good. It is so it is good fucking good that 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 ride you were talking about the ride symbol and just everything the way you know i was talking to parker about this the other day and 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 we were really geeking out about how this is the only band that we know and we've you know listen to some other bands with really good drummers where the drum is it's an absolute lead instrument it is like it is it's putting down the textured riffs and and it's the one that's doing the 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 fucking guitar solos right but mm. but it's a it's john doing it and he's and it's so natural it's the like all, toms. all of it right like he's just eh. it's just straight from his from this brilliant creativity straight out these fucking popeye arms into this drum kit into into a way that's so fucking expressive and brilliant and and hard to pin down at any moment it's so hard to go like what exactly is he doing here what's that rhythm because as soon as i try to get into it it's like Fuck, it's too much. It's too much for my brain to hold. At any any four measures yeah, of this is too and, much and for he, my brain to hold. He puts the accent on the first two go bam bam. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's, it's oh. beautiful. And then, as with the best no mean songs, all of it plays together perfectly. The the mm-hmm. the drums, the rolling nature of the drums. This is one of those that they have these other ones that are just these like juggernauts that just roll at you, just come at you. And everything comes with you. And you know, Matthew, you talked about that screeching guitar. It's just it's all so of a piece to what the yeah. song is saying, to Rob's vocals, to his delivery. It's one of those songs that uh to talk about their oeuvre, is it a good representation? To me it is a good representation of that, at least, right? It's a good representation of how they're, they're so able to make all the pieces of a song fit together perfectly, how they're, they're able to, that there's no aspect of it that the performance, the execution, the writing of it doesn't absolutely serve the just fucking monumental central groove. So that it yeah. just, it's central it's, groove. It's so fucking good. So what's my favorite part of Baldwing? Um, I think it's just fever dreamless. <laughs> I think the fact that it's so weird and just unplaceable and you'll never place this song and you could never play this song for someone who might've heard no means no before and go like, Hey, what do you think this song is? They'd be like, eh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Are like, you jumping ahead to the other? No, no, no. I'm just saying questions. like, you know what you could, you can't recognize it. It doesn't fit into anything, but, um, I, I, my favorite parts of life and hell are the, I, now it's just, it's the drumming. It's the, mm-hmm. the drumming is just wild. It's yep. wild. And it's so fucking beautiful. I, 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 I don't know that this song's esteem <laughs> has risen for me either, even though I, I guess it has. I still stand by my it's fact thing that I don't think it belongs in round three. I don't think it's as good as some of their other songs, but it's so fucking good. It really uh, is so fucking good. Total um, disagree. That I, I, it's definitely a jammer. 
uh, I, and I think it's, uh, I mean, the riffs are tight. Rob's delivery is tight. I don't know. I, I, I'm willing to be wrong on that one. Meaning like, yeah, that's, I could absolutely be wrong for sure. I do. I'm not wrong on Baldwin. You both fucking are idiots for not putting well, this whatever, man, but, but I'm representing but all one, those that voted this, it back in. Cause that thing is the no, 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 shit. I'm not talking about this. Yeah. No, I think it's, it was right for people to vote it in. I still think, Ow. um, Valley of the Blind is a better song in some ways, but I do think this one deserved to be voted back in for round two. Hell yeah. hundred yeah. percent. All right. So that's my first round uh, thoughts. Uh, Matthew, how about you uh, wrap us up? Yeah. Uh, is Baldwin West I representative of Newman's now? Um, yes. <laughs> in that it is kind of anything you want it to be, I guess. Um, is it important in the oeuvre? Uh, probably not. <laughs> it's it's a Victoria thing, and uh, if you don't get it, you don't get it. So maybe maybe not so much. Um, would I play it for a newbie? Um, it depends on the newbie, but probably not. Probably not. Um, depends on how many drugs they're on at the time. <laughs> Life in Hell. Uh, is it representative of no means no? Yes. I mean, it's got um, a deceptively simple structure uh, repetitive but complex um it has the quiet and loud contrast it has um the mythology uh it's got very much the uh, discussion of sex that they uh, were so characteristic of them at the time um is it important in their oeuvre? um maybe not maybe not so much it's uh this songs that are it doesn't it still doesn't stand out to me in a lot of ways oh God. Oh, um, oh. still not a favorite but it is um I, I really appreciate sort of like the the the, the, the screaming and it, it seems very tribal um Ooh. and i might uh start to appreciate more things about it and like you guys have mentioned some um instrumentation stuff that i had not consciously noticed so uh, i will go back and i will listen again um would I play it for a newbie? There's a lot of songs I would play before it, um, but mm. you know, just for for certain things like the drums, uh, this is what no means no drums can be like, for sure. Right. Yeah. 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 Nice. I, a, an interesting wrinkle here that you kind of edged up to that we might start thinking about is not only would we play this for a newbie, but would we avoid it for a newbie? Right. Like, would you? Would you like skip this song if you were playing and said this came on? We'd be like, eh, I don't think I want to play this one for you. Anyway, something to think about. Michelle, you're up. What do you think about round two on this sucker? Well, can I skip to the third one? When it comes to like people wondering why all the clothes I wear and a tattoo I have of this band, like that's one of the songs why I just hold this band in such esteem and so close to me. Life in Hell is fucking pure essence. No means mm. no. It's perfect. God fucking mm. great and Baldwin I, I I love it because it's like early stuff and it showed how they listened to like weird music and nothing was out of the question to listen to and and I, I don't get it and I like that I don't get it yeah. and it certainly <laughs> the didn't, didn't have any or they or they had <laughs> yeah it's, it's just it, they, they had a broad palette of 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 listening to choose from here and yeah, it's certainly nothing. Those two songs couldn't be any farther apart, but I, I, I like them both for what they are. Uh, what was the... Did, did I answer one of those? What's the yeah, third I mean, one? newbie. You can answer the newbie oh. question. 
Uh, yeah, I would play Life in Hell for a newbie. Hell yeah, for the exact reason I just mentioned. Like, this is why I like this band. Because it, it, sit down and listen to this. And click your seatbelt, because you're going to shit. <laughs> uh, Baldwin Must Buy, I don't know why I would play that for a newbie. I might put it on for a, a dinner party. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't know. No, I, I when I put stuff on for people, I, I don't want them to think deeply. I just want them to get <laughs> When I put stuff on for people, I usually don't want them to sit there and listen, listen, listen to the lyrics and listen to the profound message. Fuck no. I want them to hear the music. So Life in Hell, yes. Baldwin Must Die, no. But it's good ambiance stuff. All right. It's quirky nice. and cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so are these, is Baldwin representative of No Means No as a whole? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I guess because it's goofy. The thing that makes me argue against that is that the song was first an infamous scientist and then it was all these other bands. Like, it's not even, I don't even think, frankly, it's truly a No Means No song. I think it's a song by infamous scientists and all these other bands. I don't think it belongs to them. No, I don't think it belongs. I don't think it's representative of them. I don't think there's any other song. They've got a goofy streak, but nothing's like this. Is it cool as shit that they put it on one down, two to go and that they're involved in it? Of course it is. Is it historically important for that reason? Of course it is. Yes. But no, I don't think it's representative of them. I think there's other goofy songs, one of which we'll hear soon, that is more representative of that part of them. Is Mm. Life in Hell representative? Fuck yes. Absolutely. It's got that holographic feeling that I talk about, about, you know, how all the pieces of it fit really well together. It fucking slaps. The beats are tight. The the drumming is insane. The vocal delivery is insane. Like you said, Matthew, it's one of those their mythology point of view songs where you just got, you know, like a character hard to pin down. Well, clearly, we have different views on it. And I've had different views on it from listen to listen, but it's very strong. It's very, very, very strong. And I definitely think it's representative of the oeuvre. In terms of would I introduce a newbie? I, I would never in a million years introduce Baldwin to anybody. I don't think I'd play it for anybody unless I was like, you want to hear something really Are you going to come to my dinner party and but, listen to um, it? I mean, I'd be yes. at your dinner party, but not for yeah. this song. And then oh, okay. um, Life in Hell. No, I also wouldn't introduce the use this as a newbie. Now, I wouldn't avoid the song because it slaps, but it wouldn't be one of the ones that would be my go-to. Like, I've got a lot of ones that I think fit the same bill in terms of what's really good about it that, that mean more to me. So that's why I would do it. But I would not, like, skip this song. Like, if I was playing wrong for someone, which, by the way, I may do because I'm about to go to a John Zorn show down in the city uh, San Francisco, he's having like a 50, uh, no, 70th uh, uh, extravaganza with all sorts of fucking amazing musicians. Mm. And I'm going to go and see him with, uh, uh, oh, God damn it. Anyway, but my daughter's <laughs> teacher, who's kicks ass and loves the Melvins and Bungle and all these people, is mm. going to, we're going to drive down and see the show together because he invited me. And he doesn't know No Means No. So I'm going to fucking oh. play wrongs back to front. I mean, Maybe. front to back when we drive down. And so am I skipping this song? Fuck no, I'm not skipping this no. song. So so it will be played by a newbie. Um, shout out to Keone if you happen to ever listen to this episode, which you never will. Uh, uh, so I will be playing it for a newbie. Nice. Um, it's your yeah, civic man, duty. I, I guess that's it. So let's let's uh, let's go to the vote. Matthew, you're, you're first up. What's your vote? Well, you know what? Baldwin must oh, die. No. As I said, it is a... It is a state of mind, um, and as such, it does not need my puny little vote. It's going to be just fine on its own, and I think that um, Life in Hell needs more support. So I'm going to vote for Life in Hell. Good boy. 
because it will play more nicely with the, um, I don't know, Baldwin will have its way regardless. (laughs) And it would have its way with other matchups. And, um, you know, I don't know. Too powerful. Too powerful. Too powerful. Mm. It'll have its own podcast of its very own. (laughs) Michelle, your vote as if anybody fucking... Oh, do I? No, no. You don't need... Even need to think about what I'm going to say. I'm going to say life and fucking hell, life and hell. Oh yes, 110 percent. Bring it. I am very happy to vote against Baldwing for the second time, and I'm very (laughs) happy that this time my compatriots have pulled their heads straight out of their asses and made the correct decision. I'm sorry, you know, I'm just, I'm just kidding you. I I, I love you both. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, life and hell for sure. It's not by a country mile. Um, Yeah. That said, yeah, Baldwin, I'm not going to deny, it's got a power. It has like that creepy pasta yeah. sort of fucking glimmer, you know, the, the, the Slender Man energy. It's That's out there. <laughs> you could not, you couldn't kill Baldwin if you wanted to. He, he right. maybe must die, but he'll never fucking die. That guy's living fucking forever. So hmm. Godspeed, Baldwin, to that meme uh, land in, in heaven so and uh, life in hell. guitar in the sky. Life in hell is going to relish in the pleasures of the flesh. So excellent. We are going to move on to listener submissions before we go to there, because we do have another one that we had uh, shamefully overlooked, but I'm very happy to bring it back. And thank you very much, listener, which we'll talk about in a minute for reminding us that we had slighted you and left you hanging. We're sorry about that, but listen, folks. Whoa. Ain't none of you sending in shit. Come on. We're doing this show for you. Do something for us. Still something. That's all we want. Are you new? Send it on in. Send it show? on in. Have you? I, I guess we should review in. our three sort of icebreaker questions. Please do it, uh, Matthew. So if you have, um, what no means no means to you. Um, and uh, if you have a, a no means no related story um, and uh, your no means no origin story, like how you came across them and uh who you were with and that sort of stuff. Tell us the story. Um, if you've already told us those stories, um, you can uh, write on in and uh, argue with us. Tell us that uh, we've done a very good job <laughs> or a very poor job. And uh, I have a feeling that we're going to get people um, yelling at us. You know, Baldwin, you have to give props to Baldwin because I think yes. because so early in our rights. tenure, I don't know whether we would have gotten so many listeners, and we love you all, had we not pissed so many of you off so early. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and all of you are vindicated by it being voted out now, so now you can relax. Aww. Your sphincters can relax. No means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Please send in your shit. Uh, if you uh, write it out, uh, we will read it. Uh, you can specify which of us you would like to read it, as uh, tonight's um, uh, writer in has done. Um, it'll be me, because it's another right. another version of my name, um, interestingly. Uh, Gifts of God, all of us. Um, that's right. And that's, that's no we're... means nothing podcast yeah. at gmail.com. We had better see something in our inbox by the next episode, or <laughs> oh I don't know God. what's going to fucking happen. This is, in oh, fact, a threat. No. So get off your asses <laughs> and uh, send us a note. We love it. We love you. All right, Matthew. I'll make up a story. This, uh, I'll make submission. one up and send it in. Please do. Just kidding. Okay. Let's move this over to the main screen so I can stare at it. All righty. From Zapeo. Woo. Um, all right. 
So, hi guys. After posting that Excel fail, uh, file on your Facebook page, I thought I'd write you a few lines for the fan stories thingy you do in the podcast. Oh, I got nice. caught up with it, and I hope it's not too long. I'm from Italy, so I'm sorry if I make some terrible mistakes with the grammar and wording. Please feel free to correct me so I don't look too stupid in the eyes of your listeners. And once again, from Matthew here, uh, from one of the most monolingual areas of the world in terms of the languages you have to speak. When you are an English speaker, you're a fucking dumbass because you don't ever yep. have to speak. Everybody speaks your language Guilty. better than you speak <laughs> yeah. any of theirs. Yeah. Guilty. So please do not apologize for your excellent nope. fucking English. Because um, <laughs> I don't even understand, you know, whatever. Anyway, I even if I was immersed in um, in Italian, I don't think that I my, my, my Italian would be as good as your English. So it's like, fuck right, off. That's right. It's like, right. Yeah. All right. Origin ah. story. It was around December 1998. I was 15 years old. I was into punk rock, mm. hardcore, grunge, and some strains of heavy, heavy metal. I was also starting to play bass, even if I always wanted to be a drummer. But a drum kit was way too expensive and also impossible to have at home. So I was always looking for noisy bands with good bass and naturally some older friends pointed me towards Primus. At the time, the Pork Soda record was probably one of the biggest epiphanies I've had in my life. Until one afternoon I was hanging around out in a kind of legal squat. It was rented from the municipality to a local nonprofit association, but basically it was a squat in my city. And something very fucking weird was playing volume 11. And my 15 years old ignorant brain instantly made me say, wow, Primus made a punk song. Because, you know, if somebody is good at bass, it has to be Les Claypool, right? The song I was listening to was Big Dick. The guy who put the record on told me something like, silly kid, this is no means no, not Primus. That guy, who later became the drummer of my first band, silently watched my speechless dumb face listening to the whole B-side of Wrong, my eyes growing bigger minute after minute. I was basically oh, a super deformed anime kid with googly eyes and stars and sparks coming out of my pupils, <laughs> just like strange. Funny. Eyes, you know? That's right. Uh, by the end I of it, it, I knew two things. One, I was in love. Two, I had to listen to every single song by these guys as soon as possible. Mm. Like right now. I immediately asked if I could make a copy on a tape I had in my jacket. The tape was a compilation oh I made God. for a girl I liked. But you knew, nope. you know, this was way more important. I was already <laughs> way more into No Means No than her. So goodbye oh, hours shit. of work and fine tuning song by song to try and impress a girl with my punk rock feelings. The three Canadians oh. just did the same for me and called it love. Oh, That's real love right there. From that it moment, No Means No has been one of the biggest things in my life. The first time they went to Italy after I discovered them, the show was too far from where I lived, so I couldn't go. That night, oh, I went to a no. Chaos UK show that was way closer, and I took white t-shirt, and I wrote on it, Tonight I'm sad because I'm not at the No Means No show. Please hug me. Okay. I got three hugs. That's amazing. Oh, that's great. There's a No Means No story. <laughs> Fortunately, as years passed, I managed to see them many, many times. I saw Hanson Brothers first. How can someone fall in love with the same people more than once? I don't know, but I did. The best memory I have was the second or third time I saw them around 2002, I think. Before the show, I was at the merch stand talking to Keith Rose, I think. Even if I remember him saying his name was something like Rosie Ramoli. I was murdering his ears and testicles by telling him over and over how much I loved the band and stuff like that. Until he finally saw John and told him, he's your biggest fan. Talk to him. Oh, no. 
John was super nice and spent a good 20, 30 minutes talking with me. I remember him telling me he wanted his kids to play hockey, but it was too expensive. Random stuff like that. I was the happiest I've ever been. Oh, no. I asked him if they would play now that evening, and he told me, unfortunately, they did not have that one preferred for the tour. Then after a while, he went backstage, and the concert started a few minutes later. I was fighting to stay in the front row singing every song, even when I didn't understand the lyrics. Then at the end, Rob told the crowd, this is the last one. I watched join and he pointed at me with one of his drumsticks. Oh, oh fuck. Oh my God. My now. hairs are standing. Oh, up. Fuck. My hairs are standing. Up. I was this close to crying. I don't know if John lied to me before for a surprise effect, but in my head, he went so. backstage oh, and told the others, on, let's play so now. Cool. Cause there's this kid outside who's super nice. And that I'll later so adopt him. Cool. Oh <laughs> God. That's so fucking great. Oh, Years later at a motorhead show, Lemmy told the crowd, the next one is for all the punks here tonight. And I looked at the crowd and they were all metalheads. So it, to this day, I tell myself that Lemmy dedicated the song to me personally. But that feeling doesn't even come close to what I felt that night when the Now Rift started. Oh, Jesus. John, if you're listening, thank you. I love you. And sorry for that every time in that small place near Venice where you played as Hanson Brothers. And I was the only kid knowing the songs and the lyrics. I was very drunk. And I think that after the show, I kind of pissed you off with all my mumbling. They literally jumped in the van and ran away from the place while I was still talking. <laughs> Oh no! What no We've means no means there, to man. me. <laughs> I have a few obsessions slash role models in life. All the Monty Pythons. Thank you guys for saying nice. that out loud in the Real Love episode, and Terry Gilliam in particular. The X, Jill Biafra, oh. South Park, Bill Hicks, and clearly No Means No. At different times in my life, all these guys helped me grow up. They gave me perspective, and they helped me go through good, bad, and very weird stuff. I also have the face of the guy of the "You Kill Me" cover tattooed on my leg as a fanboy token some of rob's lyrics are like a great bukowski book and should be globally treated with the same respect having Mm. humor anger joy love hate all mixed up often in this except bukowski's an asshole um often in the same song uh in the musical and lyrical achievement that very few artists can brag to have done let alone mastered and in addition to all this, they stayed. So, they also stayed so humble for almost 40 years of their career. Mm-hmm. There are multiple life lessons that can be learned with their music. The three most important I try to live by are always question yourself, be humble, don't be a dick. Thank Fuck you guys yeah. for this amazing podcast. Thank you, Rob, John, Andy, and Tom for everything. P.S. My favorite song has already passed around too. It's not now. I'm not telling you which one, but if it doesn't go at least to the final round, I'm going to buy a plane ticket and hunt you three down for the rest of my life. And I'll offer you a couple of beers because I'm not a violent person. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Oh, dude. This is why I love these. That is from Mateo. Uh, Last uh, last week I read one from, or last episode I read one from Matei. So uh, my name. It's in various languages. It's pretty awesome. Right. right. And, and it should oh, be said excellent. that he has, he, he was calling himself Zapeo and said his real name yeah. is Mateo. I don't know if that's just his uh, Gmail name or what, but fucking dude, that rocked. I loved yeah. you so much. And that was so great. Holy shit. Holy shit. So I just I loved want it. more of these. If you got them, I mean, I don't know. No pressure. I know I was being an asshole before. No pressure. Right. I, I just, I'm, I'm happy you're listening, whoever you are. I can't believe they played. Well, no, I can believe they played that song for him. That's How fucking incredible. cool is that? Incredible. That's incredible. Right? Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's this band, right? That's this fucking yes, band. Yes. If it they is. can do it, they try. Oh, man. All right. Now. Jeez. All right. We're facing down. I don't know what to do with this round, guys. I'm first, but here we go. Oh, so the, oh. the, this is, um, 
No fucker king. No fucker king. From Sex Mad 1986 and, of course, famously Live and Cuddly 1991. This one mm. won out against Would We Be Alive in Episode 7. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say I'd still vote that way. Oh, oh, thank you. Needed that. Yes, um, it's round two. It's time would for we be alive is too. Would We Be Alive is a great song. But, um, yeah, I'd put, I'd, I'd put No Fucking Still. I'd vote. And it went up against uh, Now It's Dark, which is a demo from 0 plus 2 equals 1 and a half uh, from uh, 2010, released by Andy. We're all eternally grateful for that. Thank you, Andy. And mm. it won out against Look, Here Come the Wormies in episode 11. I'm actually not sure anymore that I would make that same vote. It'd be a little more of a toss-up for me in terms of just, they're both sort of historical artifacts. So I'm not sure if I'd make that same vote. But anyway, it won. Here it is. So we've got no fucking against now it's dark. Fucking I don't know. Let's uh let's die. You let's put uh, in your, uh, let's your let's music. pop in our old VHS of uh of uh blue velvet and uh and listen to a little bit of these before we start talking about it. Okay, this is the uh this is sort of the Frank Sinatra ballad of the evening. We like to land on a soft note so everyone goes out feeling warm and cozy and in love with the person next to him. And I want you to think about that when you listen to this song. I want to think about the person that you dedicated your life to and, and, and sort of like to lick all over. Um, it's just, just, just think about the manifestations and the confluations and the obstructions and the fructifications of the what? relationship that... Uh, uh, excuse me, Rob? To lick all over? Uh, here it goes again. As soon as you start talking about sex, he starts talking about Nietzsche. Uh, I just one more thing before we get going on this song. Remember, guys, like always wear if you can, and women out there too, a safety pin on the bottom of your T-shirt because not only is it cool and punk rock, but it's also very handy sometimes. Okay, this song is called. I don't like it. All I see is cuts, cuts. All I hear is push cuts. All I see is cuts, cuts, push cuts, push cuts. I don't like it. All I see is cuts, cuts. All I hear is push cuts. All I see is cuts, cuts, push cuts, push cuts. Thanks. Dr. Bell. See you next week. See you next year.
right. So there was that relatively incomprehensible mashup of those songs. So no fucking. Um, first of all, there's like three canonical versions of this, right? There's the two on mm-hmm. Sex Mad, the instrumental, the, or the non-instrumental. The, was it, it's instrumental first and then non-instrumental. What's the order? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, it's and and then it's the the no it's the live and cuddly version, which is just fucking amazing, insane. Um, I mean, what do you say about this song? This song's fucking amazing. This is I mean, it's not a song. It's a fucking just joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a brilliant joke. It's so fucking good. It is so no means no. This is so like right. Just this is everything, man. This is like this is yeah. their this is the the ultimate concentration of their just taking the piss, being funny as fuck, talking about sex. Yeah. It's all of it. It's so fucking funny. Cocks and cunts, pushes and grunts. I don't like it. Like, it's just, it's fucking great. I, I, it's so fucking great. And the fact that they couldn't call it no fucking, they only called it that on the Live and Cuddly album, but they had to say no fucking, I don't even know why, whether oh. it was because they didn't want to oh, say fucking they on wanted the label. to sell it in Kmart or something. Exactly. Right. But I, they I don't didn't, know, so I don't, they... I don't know, but... Ah. Uh, it, in any event, it's it's great, but there's not a lot to say about it, right? I love the fact that they do have the two versions on that album, and mm-hmm. I love the a one, a two. Oh yeah, yeah. A one, a two, a one, two, three. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's, and the yeah. way Andy sells that is so good. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the Acapella wins this, first somehow. I think so too. And the fact yeah. they do the same joke twice in two different ways is like that's also very no means no. It's like. Oh, you thought it was funny before. Now you know it's coming. Oh, they're adding some punk guitars under it. So fuck (laughs) you guys. It's so, it's just hilarious. It's hilarious. I don't have a lot more to say about it. It's not a deep song, but it's fucking hilarious. And it's very no. It is hilarious. Everybody knows this song. If you know No Means No, if you're a fan of No Means No, this has a special place in your heart, this song. And the way that this, the, the, on the, the live and cuddly is absolutely Oh God, it's so funny. So mm-hmm. great. The way it breaks into the whole like, ah, as soon as you start talking about sex, he starts talking about Nietzsche. Oh, and like, you know, Rob is talking about the like, this reminds me, the way we like to lick all over. All it's over. just, it's so great. The stage uh, managers. And Rob. then how it just ends with like, okay, wait, a one, a two, a buck on my shoe. And they just fucking, I mean, it's just brilliant. All of it. It's fucking That's a 100%. good show ender too, that one. Oh, totally. it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, a brilliant little encapsulation of their absolute utter bullshit. I love it. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Uh, now it's dark. The demo. So this was the demo. So they decided never to release it. I, I think I kind of understand why. It's not a bad song. It's a good song. Um, should it be in this round? No, it shouldn't be in this round. But it came up against Look Who Came the Wormies, who are like, you know, it, it, it got a good pull. It wouldn't have won against. It wouldn't have won against any other song in round one it just wouldn't have it's not a bad song it's a great song it's a banger what do i like about it i i think it's fucking got great drive now that we've been informed after we had done this round and, and andy said or the after we talked about it the first time and andy yep. uh put in his andy's uh, uh correction corner that this song is about blue velvet which definitely elevates it for me because now listening to it i'd kind of meant to rewatch blue velvet before mm. we talked about it again and i have good but now I just listen to it and I think of fucking Dennis Hopper with his fucking mouth. <laughs> with his mask. So many of the lyrics are from, some of the lyrics absolutely directly clown, reference, they absolutely direct, directly reference uh, uh, Blue Velvet. So mm-hmm. if you didn't catch that before, listen to this again and listen, think about it in that respect. So it's very much like that. Now, if you'd mixed these, the lyrical content and that energy with the music of Baldwin, then you'd really have a lunch song, but 
this doesn't sound like a Loom song. <laughs> it just has lyrical content of Loom song. It's actually, to me, musically, one of their more straightforward ones, which is why it doesn't really rate for me. It's like the drums are very straightforward. The basic mm-hmm. guitar, it's good, but it's mm-hmm. very straightforward. It's kind of like, I don't know, a lot of other bands could have done this song, frankly. Like, it's not, yeah, well, it doesn't didn't. really feel like a No Means No song to me. It's like, well, yeah, it's good, but it's not, it doesn't really feel like that special. Um, lyrics are really interesting. I don't, I'm not, I don't have a lot to say about it. It's blue velvet. It's, it's fun. It's dark. It's not dark actually. Now it's dark, but it's not that dark, but I do really still love the, um, the way they, the three of them play off each other lyrically, uh, vocally in this, not lyrically, but mm-hmm. the way that they mm-hmm. bounce back and forth, dark, 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 dark. Now it's yeah. like all of yeah. that is really good and really tight. And uh, I think the musicianship is tight as always. So even when they make a song that's like, well, it's not my favorite of this, anything they do is tight as hell. And I do think the driving like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it gets, you can't go wrong with that. A hundred percent. I'll say this song is too fucking long though. Like it does not need to be a six minute song. This does not need to be a six minute song. It does not earn it. I'm sorry. It does not earn its length. I don't think. I think it could yeah. be cut by two minutes and be really good. Probably I would like it more. It overstays its Well, you go ahead and tell me. them that. I, well, I don't have to. They didn't put it on an album. I think they probably went like, man, it's whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's fun. I, are we? Am I glad it exists out in the world? Absolutely. Am I glad yeah. that they released it? Absolutely. Do I understand? It doesn't fit on any album. I can't imagine this on zero plus two equals one. I mean, what the fuck? There's no way in any world that this matches any of those songs by country mile. So good song, good song. Um, and there's no way to compare to no fucking in terms of compare and contrast. What <laughs> yeah. are you going to like? I, I don't know. Not, not different universes. Not no fucking to me. Doesn't live. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Now it's dark to me. Doesn't live anywhere where they live. So I, I can't even say like, Oh, this is the two sides of their. No, it's not. No fucking really is. It, it has mm-hmm. a, an archetypal, anchor in in their oeuvre but now it's dark doesn't it's like it's a it's like all the it's like the other b-sides and things like that's great i'm glad they made that but i understand why it's not on an album all right man that's all i got i know i could probably say more i'm I'm sure i pissed people off but michelle what do you got you didn't piss anybody off come on i mean i don't think you did or standard i don't think you did maybe not what do you got all right all right now it's dark this is a great chugger it chugs, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. Like I yep. said, you can't go wrong with that with that kind of riff. It's like the Batman theme or something, you know? Yeah, right. So, yeah. Uh, I love how we all found out it, it was um, based off of the David Lynch Blue Velvet movie, like I like you mentioned before. Some of the dialogue in it is uh, in the movie is is uh, represented in the lyrics, and it's a great nod to how messed the movie is. I think this is a super piece. It's fun, dirty, and it kicks. No fucking. I I wrote it regularly. Um, I can I can burp on command, so whenever you want to insert one, I can do it. All right, that's enough. I'm sorry. Matthew, for can you do it? It's <laughs> gross. Sorry, People I hate us. People okay. hate I us. Wish I wish I could fart on command. I'd w- I would no, love no, that. No. Anyways, my daughter. All right, we're done. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay, no fucking listening to the live and cuddly version. Oh my god, just how cool are these guys? Their stage banner <laughs> is as good god. as their talent. This song leaves plenty of places in the beginning to fuck around, and they sure do. Cleverly, they disguise the title by jumbling up the letters a bit, which leads into the belted out line sung in unison. Uh, 
as simple as the song is, I think it's super interesting. And it leaves me asking a lot of questions. Like, who wrote this? That's one of my questions. And Good I don't question, like Andy. it. Andy. I, I, you think Andy. so? Okay. Yeah, All I right. do. All right. The I don't like it line after they yelled out a crass description of bumping uglies. All an example of what deep thinkers they are and how they can see things on many levels. Now It's Dark is really quite the toe-tapping tune and a complete opposite to its contender. Rob sounds fantastic. Does he not? Doesn't Rob does. sound great singing this? Absolutely. It sounds amazing. As always. As always. Yeah. And I like the delivery on the um, I Know What You've Done line. He sounds, yeah. he sounds amazing. Yep. Uh, and others that are similar. Anyway, uh, this has a this has a tinge of Ramonesy feel to it. Hmm. Um, you know, with with maybe that riff. But uh, damn, do they take it to create a real gem here? It's sneaky, cool, and concise. No fucking is kind of like that, but in a roundabout way. Nice. All right, I Matthew. Am, how about you? I am done, sir. Sirs. Um, I, I really like. Now it's dark. I, I, I love that it uh, oh, good. bubbled up. Um, it, it, it is interesting in that it's a, it's a, it's a Hanson song, but it's clearly coming from Rob. Um, yeah. So it's uh, no means no subject with Hanson's structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I like that about it. Um, there are a few that I have described that way on other albums, which I am not going to try and think up right now, but um, I, I love the lyrics. I think they're fun. Um, they mm-hmm. the whole song is fun. They sound like they're having fun. The delivery yeah. is fun. Um, yeah. it's, it's but it's still super intense. Like I went my um, my shop right now is uh, is kind of empty. I have things packed up, so I kind of like was listening to it and kind of boogieing around, <laughs> trying not to trip over my tools and stuff. But um, <laughs> got me up and moving, which is uh, kind yeah. of fun. Yep. Um, Personal highlights. Yeah, I, I love the fact that it's like a hybrid No Means No uh, Hansons. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I like the dark, 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 dark. Now it's dark, yeah. Like yeah. Back, the back and forth. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah. I agree with Jordan that it, it could have stood maybe a little bit of an edit. Um, but I wish they'd, I wish they'd released it. Um, I, I, I really, uh, while it's difficult to think um, where it might have fit, um, hmm. it's definitely No Means No song, I think. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, no fucking. Um, yeah, so many different versions, and I don't think that it would be as high in my estimation, despite the fact that it is a joke, uh, and it is you know musically fantastic. It's amazing that they could lend so much of the similar intensity um, to an acapella version or just or at least mm-hmm. just a shouted version and a. And a played version um but yeah. stage banter uh in the oh. and the fact that it's last on the on the album i mean live and cuddly is such a fantastic i don't listen to a lot of live albums i don't really like live albums for the most part but that mm-hmm. that one's fucking amazing and uh, maybe <laughs> yeah. the only one that has me re-listening to it um of course you, you know all the stage banter as well as the lyrics on it and, yeah uh, it's pretty fantastic <laughs> yeah and some um, of that stage banter is as famous as their lyrics in the, yeah, yeah. In the, in the mythology, right? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're uh, a positive band. It's yeah. so fucking great. I don't think so, um, Rob. Such um, muscular and precise delivery. And so much, um, 
I mean, obviously, it's it's a sort of song about being sick at the scene, probably in Victoria, probably any song, any any town um, where you're just sort of feeling not quite a part of what everyone else is there for. I'm here for the music. I'm not here to get laid. I'm sick of the shit. Um, oh, that's kind of how I feel. Interesting. Um, that makes sense now. Yeah, it's kind of when he says so I much don't like energy. It. Like I've talked many, many times about um, the sort of reserve that. Uh, Victoria has so like you're you got so much energy so much anger but you're bottling it up and this is where it comes out mm. very short very reactive and uh, yeah that is um, yeah the, the, but the banter is just a one and <laughs> um, it's like so much longer than the song itself which is fantastic <laughs> yeah, as well that's right um, so yeah the humor in it um, anyway uh, nothing that I really don't like about it except that i i wish that they would keep per different permutations of the spelling <laughs> <laughs> um in all versions um yeah i, I guess um one of the things uh, low light something that bugs me about now now it's dark is that it's not better known um mm. i wish they mm. tinkered with it more um and also that I, like Jordan, uh, was intending to rewatch Blue Velvet and have not done so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you boys got All some right. watching to do. Exactly. Yeah. So I really appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that you 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 gave both these songs the time of day. And I think yeah. you're right. Like this this uh, this uh, the no <clears throat> the no fucking. It really does feel like a rant against. I can imagine being on stage, and of course, at any club, you're going to see like. People love the music. They also want to get laid, right? And you just sense that energy, and it's just kind of like, God damn it, is this fucking everywhere? So it's like, I mean, you know, hey boy, I might want to fuck you. Hey girl, I might want to fuck you too. Like that's a that's they they definitely it's in there in the one song that's us absolutely a pushback against the fucking scene and a very meta song. And this is just a very concentrated anthem to that a a a a loud middle finger to that. So to their in terms. In terms of their oeuvre, I would agree. I think this this is, I think this is exceptionally representative of No Means No. Absolutely oh. a pinnacle. Yeah. Abs- I think it's like a, if you're looking at the hand and each of the fingers is a type of one of their songs, <laughs> fucking no fucking, it's right there on the middle finger on the tip. It lives strong. It's the black painted fingernail that's like, yeah, that's, that's as concentrated that's as funny. it gets, man. <laughs> That's as concentrated as, and also in the same way, the way it the way it plays on the live album. Because as as everyone talked about, the banter on that is fucking great, and it's yeah. not just funny; it's important. It shows you in the live way how f- smart, how mm. funny, yes. how fuck you, and yeah. how much they actually looked at the crowd, played with them, and knew they were there with actual human beings, and were not just fucking standing up there with a fourth wall in front of yeah, them, and, and but jerking were off, actually right. seeing people exactly. and playing to those people and that the music was a two way fucking street mm. and that the banter in that is just, and Rob just taking the piss out of himself <laughs> and them taking the piss out of himself from how smart he is, right? Is Mr. <laughs> fucking happy. It's, it's just, it's a thing of beauty, right? And it's just this, it's this fucking throwaway pissy, angry song, but it's not. At the same mm-hmm. time as you talked about, Matthew. So, is this does this belong in the oeuvre? Fuck yes, this belongs oh, in the oeuvre. Like this is like a hundred percent 
a no means no song. Would I play this for a newbie? Fuck yeah, I would. I'd be like, listen to this shit. This is hilarious. Whoa. This is great. Listen to all these versions. Way of, It'll take like right, minutes. right. It's not not in the sense of like, oh, I really want you to get into this band, but like, listen to this. This is fucking fun. Yeah. You're gonna love it, right? Like, I it's 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 low stakes in a sense, cool. in a way. Um, so I think they're fucking great. Now, uh, uh, now it's dark. It's a great song. I, and I, you're right, Matthew. Like, I, I wish actually they, they'd done a different version. Like they, you know, I mean, J- Rob told us about how John would often cut him down. Like he cut him down with, uh, with Joyful Reunion and stuff. Like, I oh, wonder oh, if they had cut, taken yeah. the song more yeah. seriously and re-recorded it and reshaped it. If it might not have gotten a little more texture, it mm. really is. You're right. Like a Hanson Brothers-esque song. But with lyrics that are 100 percent non Hanson Brothers, right? Like he said, this is fully Rob digesting a surrealist filmmaker in a beautiful way. Right. Um, right. And so the lyrics are fucking great and a great response to that. But um, I still, as it is, I don't think it fits in the Hoover. I don't think it's, or it's not especially indicative of anything. It's still, it's not remarkable to me. It's just not a remarkable song. So I don't, I don't think it fits in that way. Um, would I play this for a newbie? No, I don't think I'd play this for anybody. I think it's, I'm glad it exists. I'm glad we, I dove more into it. I'm glad we learned about the blue velvet. I don't mm-hmm. shit on this song, but I don't, I don't feel like it's important in there compared to almost any other song in their, in their, you know, catalog. Catalog. Yeah. So, um, I think I've answered this question. So that's that's my take. Strange, how about you <clears throat> on those? Uh, do, okay, as far as these pieces being in their oeuvre, oeuvre, uh, now it's dark, not so much, but I get it, and you hear them. All their elements are there, but it's a little straightforward and nothing that come out co- com- comes out that's, that's pronounced. But it shows you also that they can just lay down a kind of normal song and still kick its ass, right? Yeah. Uh, no fucking, oh, like you said, Jordan, it, <laughs> your middle finger of the hand, that's funny. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I think this is very much in their wheelhouse and, uh, would I play no fucking for somebody? Yeah. I'd play now it's dark too. I, I, I would, but, but see, I don't, I don't ever, st- I rarely ask people to li- sit down and listen to something to eat it. I just ask, I've asked people in the past to sit down and listen on, on a topical level. So I'd play both of them for somebody. Both. All right. Nice. Matthew, how about you? Um, I think, you know, it's dark is uh, representative. I mean, um, because of the whole, uh, had it been presented right, maybe with a little bit of an edit and everything like that. I think it could have been like one of their absolute most popular songs live, especially like it could have been a, oh. a, a, an Ono Bruno or whatever. Like, Ono oh, like, oh, Bruno, that's like, what I was thinking. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Where they just totally like rip it out. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think uh, with the right treatment, it could have been, it could have been like a, a real like important song, but it isn't because it's so obscure. Uh, I was trying to think of what album it might fit on. I think Worldhood. It might fit on Worldhood. Oh, okay. I could have. Yeah, yeah. I could have. Um, no fucking is it representative of no means no. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny. It's angry and it shows their chops. Right. And it's kind of a an in joke, I guess. Um, so, yes, it, it fits in the river. It's, it's important, um, maybe more so because of it, the position on live and cuddly. Um, would I play it for a newbie? I think only if I played all of the versions 
um, finishing with mm. Live and Cuddly because of the, oh, the great banter. That's because cool. it, that banter yeah. really, as you were saying, Jordan, really shows the, the true character of No Means No, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So especially if uh, somebody were listening to it, it after having listened to, to Live and Cuddly and all the great versions of uh, our earlier work uh, on that album, uh, and then it's it's a perfect finish. So, yeah. 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 Totes. Totes. All right. So it's time for the vote. Uh, no fucking versus now it's dark. Um, I, yeah, it's no fucking for me. I think it deserves to, to go. I don't know that it'll go past the next round, but I think it's an important no means no song uh, in a way that I don't think now it's dark is. And so I'm going to I'm going to push no fucking to the next round. It's not I mean, it's hard to me because it's like in a way it's not a song. So if I'm just looking like outside of the every other context, ah, it'd be hard to push it through. But this isn't about it being outside of the context. It's about taking all the context. And with all that context, I think it's it deserves to it deserves to be in the mix in a way that uh, Now It's Dark does not. I, I mean, again, that's not a knock on Now It's Dark. I think it's got, I'm really glad it exists, but no, it's no fucking for me. Or no fuck, fuck, fucking. <laughs> Michelle, how about you? You know, listening to both of them, it, it, it was kind of like when I listened to Now It's Dark, I kept saying, oh, this is great. I, I don't hear it that much. I kind of like it. But I kept looking up to the paper that I wrote and I kept, I had already circled before I wrote any note. I already circled no fucking. I had already circled it. But when I was listening to Now It's Dark, I was like, oh, this has got some good jumpy parts. This is cool. But yes, I'm going to stick with my original absolute bang on cool ass vote. No fucking hell yeah. All right. Well, it's already going through. But Matthew, are you um, with the majority or are you on your own? I, I think because um, Now It's Dark is more of a something? song. Can I, I say know. something? Real quick before he goes and then shut up. I'm sorry, Matthew. And I'm sorry, Jordan. The last episode we did, we we all agreed, and this is our third full all agreement. So I'm not necessarily. No, no, no. Let's see. Well, no, 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 no. The me, me and you, Jordan. So what's already going on? But I'm, 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 I'm excited to hear what Matthew has to say, which is why I'm voting for now. Shut start. the fuck up. <gasps> Are you is really? That, yeah, yeah. Because I don't. I I put narrow stake. Now it's dark on on purpose, and like I said, it makes me like dance around my my shop nice. and stuff um oh. and like uh i was going to get another another drink earlier i'm like you put your disease in me i was like singing that to myself <laughs> and stuff and while um I, I like no fucking i don't do that or at least i don't do that for very long because it's so damn short <laughs> oh, God. so I, I i do i do uh, i think what appeals to me about now it's dark is the same as what appeals to me about you little creep. Um, oh. and that they're more sort of Hanson Z, but there's definitely no means no songs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah. I'm glad it's not unanimous. All right. Oh, I, well, I hope I didn't ruin the mo. I hope I didn't ruin the mo. You I'm didn't. Sorry. And now it's dark is cast into the outer darkness where it's gnashing its teeth. No fucking. Oh, really... take care of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No fucking definitely fucks, so it's going on to the next round. It does. Uh, we'll see where it goes there. And listen, everybody, that's it. We did it. And, and you know, you want to know something really fucking wild? What? This episode is only going to be like an hour and 15 minutes, which is a hey. new old record for us. We did we did speed run this shit, uh, wow, which frankly I'm proud. I think is okay. Yeah. We'll see uh, when I roll the dice what the next one is. But I just oh, want to thank everybody for listening, of course, and uh, remind you 
that No Means No Thing is produced and edited by yours truly, Jordan Flato, co-hosting and podcast graphics. And let me just take a moment to say, fucking shit, people. Oh, yeah. Are you looking at these graphics? Are you going to our <laughs> Instagram? Are you going to uh, the Facebook group? Let's like fucking we're lucky yeah. as shit to get these <laughs> things. These are works of art to me that I'm grateful <laughs> to have by so. Matthew Kowalik. Michelle yes. Strangest is our third and everyone's favorite co-host and official Foley artist. And shout out to our official Metcat, <gasps> mascot, Teddy. Thank you to No Means No for the use of stock taking as our intro and outro music. And the future is a past that hasn't happened yet. secret sauce uh this episode was short so short that we didn't even have a pee pee break so nope, amazing oh that's right oh my god but let's hurry because <laughs> oh. uh the bladder's full okay n- all i can say is now we're fucking talking now we're fucking talking here's uh-oh, the first oh oh it's now juicy. we're fucking talking thank you <sighs> thank you gods this is gonna be a hard one but i'd want well, welcome in the hard ones fuck this also ran shit. Oh, and also, oh shit. All right, all right. Oh shit. God damn it. Okay, here's <gasps> number two. Fuck. Fuck. No. Oh, God, this None next episode, folks, tune in because holy shit. Easy. Oh boy, I am excited already to made. talk about this. Vote Listen, is already I'm gonna made. Tell, I'm going to tell everybody, you guys better put aside like, I don't know, four or five hours. It's going to be a oh, long God. ass episode yeah. on this shit because yeah. there's a lot to talk about. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. This might come in like four weeks. because we're gonna have to Well, there are anyway. four actual songs. Four <laughs> actual songs. <laughs> and oh, I'm, I'm telling you now, if you look over the mountaintops, you're going to see like spikes and fire peeking out because I think there are kaiju on the horizon. So look out. Mm-hmm. Whoa. It's coming. And in the meantime. Careful now. Fuck off. <laughs>